Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, that, uh, you know, obviously that goes back to the recruiting process. And, uh, you know, Daniel's uh, recruiting was a, was a little different, but, uh, you know, he and his family uh, started, started coming up, um, you know, at different times and, uh, you know, we had him when he was young in a in a in a quarterback camp, um, and then uh, you know he started coming to campus more, uh, you know, in the summertime and a little bit, uh, you know, in the fall of his uh, of his senior year. But uh, you know, it you, you knew um, immediately you had um, you know a, a young man that was uh, going to work. Uh, you knew you had a, a very talented uh, athlete, you know, multi-sport athlete. Um, football basketball player in high school um you know when he get, got out on the basketball court he was the best player uh you know playing playing there too you know his whole family um you know athletic and uh brother that's playing basketball at uh, davidson he's got a sister that's gonna come play soccer here at duke as well so it's a you know just an athletic family and he knew um you know just with all the uh, support around him, uh, plus his ability. He, he, he really thought the young man was going to be a, a fantastic player, and he was here. And uh, excited to see what he does uh, in the National Football League. What attracted you to him as a quarterback, and and how did those skills kind of grow over your time working with him? Well, you know, I, I, I somewhat inherited him. I when when he first got to us, I was still uh, coaching tight ends and mm-hmm. uh, the special teams. Uh, coordinator, but so I, I really got to see him that first year. Um, you know, like a lot of uh, us did on the offensive side of the ball, he was our uh, our scout team quarterback, and uh, you know, you'd hear the defensive coaches and you'd hear Coach Cutcliffe uh, talk a lot about him and what uh, what he was doing to the to the defense that first year, and just uh, how accurate he was. Um, you know, a guy that wasn't afraid to pull the trigger. Um, you know, he could fit the ball into into tight windows. Uh, obviously, as he was simulating our opponents, uh, there'd be weeks where you know you'd have a, a team that might want to run the quarterback a little bit more, and uh, you know some of the read option games that people that people do, and he could he could do those things. So um, you know, uh, at that time, I was hearing a lot about that, and then the, we had a changeover happen. Uh, became the uh, quarterback coach and offensive coordinator, and uh, um, you know got to really start to spend a lot of time with him. And you knew then that uh, very very football intelligent. Uh, obviously, he's an intelligent young man, but sometimes uh, being intelligent and football t- intelligent don't necessarily go hand in hand. But uh, his definitely did. He's got a high football IQ. Um, uh, he could talk, um, you know, very early on uh, schematically on both offense and defense. Uh, quick learner. Um, you know, very rarely did uh, did he have to see things multiple times to to know it and understand it. He could usually get it one time and and really understand conceptually both offensively and defensively um and uh obviously grew um you know over time with with all those things but uh very early on in his redshirt freshman year we, you know we knew he had a uh outstanding football player zach roper's quarterbacks coach at duke with me craig hoffman here on 106.7 the fan now zach i've heard nothing but good things about him behind the scenes from what you've told me from what scouts have told me from what other players have told me but I kid you not, during his podium session at the Senior Bowl, I turned to another reporter and went, that kid has negative moxie. I just I asked around, found out that he's just not super into press conferences, but 
you ask around and you go, okay, he's just not super into press conferences. Can't blame him for that. But since we apparently are not going to be able to see it publicly, what does everybody love about this kid behind the scenes and what's he like with his teammates and in meeting rooms and around the locker room? Craig, you, you nailed it on the head. Um, public Daniel is not even close to the to the locker room Daniel. This is a guy that has the locker room. Uh, he wouldn't have been a two-time captain um, if, if if he didn't have the locker room. Uh, he's got as much personality. You use the term moxie. Um, you know, he he's got as much of that as as as, as you need and as you want at the quarterback position. The, the, the players around him are going to love him. Uh, the coaches are going to love him. The people in the building uh, are are, are going to love him. Uh, I, I do believe, uh, you know, wherever he goes, I believe the media uh, in that area is is is, is going to get a feel for really who he is and what he's about. And uh, is he going to be flashy? Is he going to be? I, you know, I don't think he's ever going to be that. But uh, you know, he's going to be very professional. He's going to answer the questions. Uh, he's going to give you, um, you know, the necessary information that you're looking for, uh, and and he's 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 going to do well. And whether that's glitz and glamour and all those things, I, I don't necessarily think that's what it's going to be. Uh, but he's going to have that locker room, and and I, I would think most uh, most NFL football players, and that w- that would tell you that that's more important than uh, you know maybe maybe winning a press conference. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Alex Smith is the same way, and and obviously he was quite successful, or has been quite successful, um, and was had this team going pretty well until uh, his injury this year. So we've certainly seen that here. Um, speaking of leadership, can you give me an example uh, of Daniel Jones' leadership? Maybe a favorite story. Well, he. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, really the, the the favorite story is uh, you know we we go up to Notre Dame Stadium uh, in his red shirt um, freshman year. Um, we fell behind early. We hit a big special teams play, and he was the first one off the bench to go celebrate our kickoff return man. We go back out on defense, and the whole time he's talking to his guys over on the sideline about some of the adjustments that we were. Making in the in the game, you know, I think we fell behind twenty-one nothing, if I remember uh, exactly right. That that special teams play got us to twenty-one to seven, and he got hot there in the there in the first half. Um, but it, it just really went by you. You're talking about a redshirt freshman that really hadn't been on the road uh, up up to that point, and uh, you know, he goes into Notre Dame Stadium in a you know obviously a full stadium and a, you know nice crowd that day and. Uh, uh, just kept kept pushing and kept bringing people along with him and threw for 276 and uh, a couple two three touchdowns. I don't remember exactly um, you know what it, what it was, but uh, you know the whole time you got a redshirt freshman that uh, you know in the ear of his players, in the ear of uh, you know me as uh, you know as the play caller of uh, what he was seeing, what uh, what he thought we could take advantage of, and uh, you know we go we go get a big win early on in his career. Um, you know, in a um, you know in a hostile environment, and uh, you know, I, I very very similar stories from that from that time on. Um, you know, he, he he's a guy that uh, he could come off. Um, you know, tell the coaches what he was seeing, uh, tell other players what was happening out there, uh, and it just goes back to his, his, his football intelligence, his functional intelligence, um, and 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 then you see some of those leadership things that uh, that you were talking about earlier. Zach Roper's the quarterbacks coach and play caller at Duke University, where he coached Daniel Jones. I'm Craig Hoffman here on 106.7 The Fan. Zach, how does his mobility factor into how you guys designed offense, and, and eventually on, on Saturdays you called plays? Well, he's you know he's a guy that uh, we could get our numbers back right, uh, you know, in the run game. Um, 
you know, by using the, the various quarterback runs, uh, whether those are draw schemes or the zone read or the power read and all the all the different things, but just trying to, to, to get numbers and angles right. Um, you know, I do think he did get better, um, you know, this last year of really knowing and understanding when to get out of bounds, when to um, make things soft tackles. You know, I think early on in his career he took some unnecessary hits. Uh, and that is a testament uh, to his competitive nature and his toughness. Uh, not necessarily always the smartest thing to do, but, uh, you know, he's such a competitive kid and such a tough kid that, uh, you know, you could run him 15, 20 times. And, and we talk about, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run you a little less these next couple series, kind of let you catch breath a little bit. And he's like, no, coach, call what you got to call. Do what you got to do. We got to win this football game. So uh, he's a guy that uh, can make plays with his feet. Uh, he can extend plays. Uh, keep his eyes downfield and make throws. There are a number of examples of that throughout his career that uh, that I could uh, touch on. But uh, you know he can, and he did for us. He scored from a long way away a variety of different times. And uh, um, you know as you're seeing more and more of that in the National Football League, he'll he'll be able to do those things for you know whichever franchise is uh, lucky enough to have him. Um, but uh, I do think he learned that uh, you know it's uh, it's okay to get down, okay to get out of bounds, and uh, let somebody else take those hits. Two more for you real quick. What is it about Coach Cutcliffe that everybody loves and why being coached by him is so valued for Daniel as a prospect? Well, it's a variety of reasons. Uh, but, uh, you know, really just touching on all things uh, quarterback play. And, uh, you know, really a, a lot of ways uh, when, when we get young quarterbacks uh, before we ever really start talking about offense, uh, Coach Cutcliffe uh, likes to instill, uh, you know, learning about the defensive side of the ball. So, um, you know, very early on, our, our quarterbacks get trained on all the, the the finer details of X's and O's and um, certainly strategy. And, um, you know, Coach really teaches and hones in on uh, always being aware of, of your situation. What is the down and distance? What is the field position? Um, you know, what is the score of the game, the time of the game? Uh, staying on top of uh, of all those things, Get, keeping your timeouts, uh, not not having to use a timeout at the at the end of a play clock because uh, something wasn't right. Uh, that, that way you can be at your best in a two minute drill and have all those things available to you. But it's just uh, obviously the the neck up portion of the game uh, is taught very very well uh, in conjunction with the, the the neck down portion of the game. So the the, the way that coach teaches the physical tools uh, to go along with the mental aspect of the game, uh, I believe are, are second to none. And that's why coach has had the success, uh, you know, he's had in his career, uh, you know, not only as a head coach, but obviously, um, you know, with his reputation as a, as a quarterback uh, um, guru, uh, if you, if you will. Um, and, and we're excited that Daniel's the, the, the next one, uh, you know, in that lineage. And I cannot let you go without a story about one of my favorite guys to cover over the last couple of years. I need your favorite Jamison Crowder story. Wow, uh, there's there's a number one a number of them, but uh, you know, really, uh, Jamison has his hands all over this program and um, the play. Uh, that uh, will forever live on in my memory uh, is is the game-winning catch uh, with under 20 seconds to go at home uh, against North Carolina his sophomore year. Um, it, that game got us to bowl eligibility uh, the first time, uh, and we've been bowl eligible six out of the last uh, seven seasons. But uh, 
uh, man, there, there, to be honest with you, Craig, there's so many stories to, to tell. That would, that, that would be another, another segment in and of itself. But uh, what a great person uh, from a great family. Uh, uh, Jameson is one who knows nothing but uh, going to work each and every day. And um, shoot, I know uh, Redskin fans probably want to want to keep him around there for for another contract because he's a, he's definitely a playmaker uh, and a and a heck of a heck of a person. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.